good to see everybody. We're going to be in the book of Esther tonight. Esther chapter 4, if you want to go there. Title the, the module tonight, God's Not Answering. God's Not Answering. Esther chapter number 4 is where we're going to look at tonight. Appreciate you being in here. Thank you for choosing this session, whether you had to, you know, someone made you. Uh, but I, it's good to have someone in here, okay? Uh, Esther chapter 4, and we're going to read verse 10. We're going to start in verse 10, uh, and I want to read through the end of the chapter. And really, for those of you that are familiar with the book of Esther, we're, we're really coming to, to the climax of the story. The, the story in Esther has been building. Of course, you've got the bad guy, Haman. Uh, you've got Esther and, and how miraculously she is now the queen of the most powerful kingdom in the world and how all that was orchestrated and worked out. And, and, and of course, Haman is trying to wipe the Jews off the earth. And, and, and so all this is kind of building. The whole story is building to, to chapter 4. Um, and so I want to start in verse number 10. The Bible says again, Esther, Esther spake unto Hatach and gave him commandment unto Mordecai. And if you remember, Mordecai is her relative, works in the palace as well. He is in on the plot from Haman. He knows what's going on. And so Esther and him are having this communication, verse 11. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever, soever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king into the inner court, who is not called, there's one law of his to put him to death, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter, that he may live, but I have not been called to come in unto the king these 30 days. Mordecai is trying to encourage Esther, Esther, you have to say something to the king. Haman's going to kill all, the, all of our people. If you don't say anything, this plot's going to happen. Esther, you know, you, go, you need to go see the king. Esther replies to Mordecai saying, I can't. By law, I have to be wanted by the king. And if I approach the king, not having been summoned... The penalty for that is death unless he raises his scepter, which was significant because that meant you can approach. And so she reminds Mordecai of that. Look at verse 12. And they told to Mordecai Esther's words. Verse 13, then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther. Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape into king's house more than all the Jews. Verse 14, for if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then there shall... Then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. By the way, I love Mordecai's faith. I'm not looking at that tonight. But he's confident that even if Esther doesn't step up, God will save his people and protect his people somehow, some way. Even though he doesn't know how, he thinks Esther's that, that plan. He, he still believes that God will solve it, even if Esther doesn't do that. What faith Mordecai has. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom... And for his famous question, for such a time as this, Esther, could it be that you're in the palace for this particular moment? Verse 16, now here's where I want to get to tonight. Verse six, uh, 15 and 16, then Esther bade them return Mordecai to this answer. So now she's going to re- send the reply. Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise, and so will I go un- in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And of course, Esther's famous reply, and if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way, 
and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. Now, I want to look at this tonight because Esther's an interesting book. In fact, of all the books in the Bible, the book of Esther holds one, I guess you could call it just fact, that no other book in your Bible contains. The book of Esther is unique in that it's the only book in the Bible that not one single time, not once, not once is God ever mentioned. You read the book of Esther, nowhere do you find God ever said. It's almost like he's not even in the scene. Now, of course, in the passage here, we have Esther asking Mordecai and that group of people, and Esther and her her people are, are going to fast. And we know fasting and prayer go hand in hand. However, it never says that they went to God. It's almost like through the entire book of Esther, this massive moment in history, God is silent. God is not answering. God is never even talked about in the entire book. And sometimes as we go through life, sometimes we feel that God is not answering. Have you ever been there? Where maybe you needed an answer to prayer. And you begged God. Maybe just like them, you fasted. Maybe for days. Seeking God. Begging God. Pleading God for an answer. And it was almost like God never gave you an answer. Now, of course, in the story, Esther was on a timeline, right? Three days. She has three days before she's going into the king. And in those three days, there's a chance for God to answer. However, in our Bibles, we never have a recorded answer from God. We never see that God came to Esther and said, Esther, this is a a good plan. We never see God coming to Esther, saying, Esther, this is the right idea. We never see God coming to Mordecai and saying, Mordecai, this is the right plan, the right path. This is what I want you to do. It's almost like God is not answering. And in these three days, we never have an answer from God. And sometimes as we go through life, sometimes, here's the truth, we don't even have time to wait for an answer. Anybody ever have something like that? For instance, uh, I preach God's word. I preach God's word. I lose count. I don't want to count how often I'm preaching God's word. Three, four, sometimes I preach seven, eight, nine times in a week preaching the word of God. And there's many times that I get up behind a podium like this and I am 100% confident what I'm giving is from God. However, there's sometimes I beg and plead God, God, is this the message? And it's almost like radio silence. Radio silence. Well, here's the truth, ladies and gentlemen, I'm preaching. Whether I have confirmation on that message or not, I, I, I have to do it. There's a time crunch. It has to be done. And so I can't just say, well, I'm not going to share God's word. No, I I have to trust and believe that even though I'm not getting an answer from God, I, I am still pushing forward. That's what Esther is experiencing. She has three days. They're going to pray. They're going to fast. And this whole time, God's never going to answer. And at the end of the three days, she is going to still have to move forward. Aren't you glad sometimes God gives confirmation though? Amen. How many are in here and you know there's been times where you prayed and God confirmed it? I I wish God always worked that way. 
Those are nice, aren't they? I love when it happens. However, for anyone who's been a Christian for a long time, you know that's not always how it works. Sometimes it's literally an audible voice speaking to you. Sometimes it's like, man, it's almost like God wrote it in the clouds, right? However, sometimes as we go through life, needing a prayer answer from God, it's almost like he's not answering. And I want to help you with that tonight. Maybe you're here tonight, and maybe that's right where you're at. What do you do when you feel like God isn't answering? Number one, if you're writing notes with me tonight, I'd encourage you to write this down. Number one, when you don't feel like God is answering, believe he is listening. Believe he is listening. Look at verse 16. The Bible says, Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, and fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day, I also And my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to law. And if I perish, I perish. It's amazing to me that as Esther has these people fasting about this massive decision, she never really even asks for a response from God. She never really even asks that. She just, it seems like, fasts and they pray about this decision, but never, never really asks. It was almost like this. In Esther's mind, the answer was not as important to her as knowing that God was listening. Knowing that God was hearing. And if you're here tonight, in your life now or in the future, facing a situation where you are begging and pleading God, and it's like God is not answering, then you have to remind yourself, even if he might not be answering, I know God is listening. See, God always hears his children. God always hears his children. God is always listening. And so when it doesn't feel like an answer is coming, that doesn't mean God is not listening. And I think it's amazing with Esther, it's almost like she cares more about God hearing than even God answering. And she even says much, which says, if I perish, I perish. However, it's God did hear her. She knows God hears her, whether or not he answers or not. That's his business. She knows that he's hearing. And if I perish, I perish. It's so amazing. Uh, I noticed my daughter the other day. Um, It was at night and I had been gone all day, left early in the morning it was, I think it was on a night where I'd coached basketball. And so I got home extremely late and I sat on the couch because praise the Lord, fellas, isn't the best place on earth, the couch. Okay. You get home from it. You just sit on the couch, but the TDA gets his Mountain Dew. Amen. Sit on the couch and you just take, even if it's five seconds, praise the Lord. Those five seconds are from the Lord above. And I sat on the couch and my daughter attacked me. She jumps on a couch She's just in my face. Daddy, can you do this? Daddy, can you do that? Daddy, can you read me this book? Daddy, can you, can, can we get a snack? She, she likes snacks, guys, okay? And she does know that dad usually caves when mama doesn't. Anyway, uh, she just, I mean, I mean, literally in my face. And I'm going, da! Okay? And, I, and I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. And I remember she put her hands on my face and turned it. So we're like nose to nose. Like, yes, ma'am, you know. It was in that moment that I realized this. She's asking a lot of things, but she didn't really care if they got answered. She just wanted dad's attention. That's kind of how it feels like with Esther. She, yes, she probably wants an answer. However, more than an answer, 
she realizes that even if an answer never comes, God is still listening. And so when you feel like, man, God, God's not answering, I don't feel like I'm getting an answer from God, remind yourself that even if you haven't gotten an answer yet, he still hears you and still listening. That's number one. Number two, I want you to notice this. You got to stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. And when God doesn't answer, you have to have a plan in place. Now, in the story, what was Esther's plan, correct? Do we know the plan? It was what? We're going to pray and fast for three days. And at the end of the three days, whether I have a response from God or not, guess what I'm doing? I'm going into the king. And I'm going to hope and trust and believe that when I go in, that scepter's going to go up, correct? She had a plan in place, in place. And so here you are, begging and pleading with God, and if it feels like God's not answering, as a Christian, you still need to have a plan in place. I want to give you a couple thoughts, and I think these are all all amazing thoughts. What should this plan look like, okay? God's not giving me a confirmation. God's not revealing his necessarily will to me in the moment. What can I do? Well, this plan should be biblical. Biblical. If your plan goes against the Bible, it is not God's plan. I think that's not rocket science. If your plan goes against God's word, then it's not truly God's plan. God's will never goes against God's word. God's word. Is your plan biblical? Your plan should line up with the Bible. Your plan should be wise. Now, I know wise is a very broad term, correct? But we all know in life, sometimes we have decisions to make, And you have sometimes choices. Is it a wise decision or is it an unwise decision? And all the elders in the church say, man, I can remember a whole lot of unwise decisions when I was younger, right? Why is it biblical? Is it a biblical plan? Is this a wise plan? Does the plan make sense? Is it logical? All of these things go in. Um, Is it a thought out plan? Thought out plan. Have you thought about it? Have you thought of the repercussions of your plan? Have you thought about what may happen? Esther did. Esther already has thought of this out. She knows that if he raises scepter, we're good. If he doesn't, I'm dead. She's already thought out all the way to the end. Both of these things that could happen. She has the plan. It's biblical, helping people. It's wise. It's thought out. Is your plan prayed over? Prayed over. That is what we're talking about. Is your plan counseled? Counsel. We know how the Bible talks about going to other spiritual leaders and and getting wisdom and counseling with people. Is the plan that you are going after something that you've talked with someone and gotten counsel about? Is your plan right? Right. Is it righteous? Is it evil? Is it sinful if it's wrong? And obviously if it is, it's not a plan you should have. And so here you are in life. And maybe you have something coming, a decision to make, something coming down, and and you're praying and begging God for direction and begging God for wisdom, and it feels like God is not answering. Trust that he is listening. He is listening, and then have a plan. And make sure that plan lines up with God's word. Number three, number three, be willing to adjust if God speaks to you. Be willing to adjust your plan if God speaks to you. Sometimes one of the hardest things for Christian people is Christians get this idea, this plan in their head. They do everything we just said. They have the plan. 
They even pray about it. And God's not answering, so they say, okay, I've got the plan. It's a biblical plan. It's good. I've been counseled. I'm on the right track. Okay, I'm doing it. And then you know what God does sometimes? That's when he comes to you. He says, oh, no, no, no. I want you to do this. (laughs) That's a good plan. But that's not my plan. Right? And as a Christian, I've seen many Christians go after what they thought was a good plan. However, it wasn't God's plan. God's plan. You have to be willing to adjust your plan. Now with Esther, that never happens. That never happens. God never comes to Esther and changes the plan. God never is going to come to Esther at all. Because remember, is God even mentioned? No, he's not even mentioned at all. God never one time speaks. So here's Esther. She's made a plan. And I want to encourage you. Maybe you do make your plan and God comes to you and tries to adjust it. And all of a sudden, that silent, non-speaking God all of a sudden starts speaking. You better listen to God's voice and his leading. Number four, and I'm done. Number four. When God doesn't answer, trust that he always has an answer waiting. Trust that he always has an answer waiting. Sometimes we want the answer, but we want it when we want it. We want it right now. We want it today. And sometimes that is not the way God operates. It doesn't mean God is in heaven. And I believe this. God is never in heaven sitting there going, I lost the blueprints. (laughs) I, I lost the blueprints of your life. Let me find them real quick. No. He always has the plan. He always has the answer. However, sometimes he doesn't reveal it to us when we want it. But trust that he always has an answer waiting. Look at chapter 5. We, we continue. Three days are up. She's going in. Did she get an answer from God? Did she get confirmation? No. God's never going to speak here as far as we know. At least the Bible doesn't record it. God never speaks. However, look at chapter 5, verse 1. Now it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house over against the king's house. And a king sat upon his royal throne in the royal house, over against the gate of the house, and it was so. When the king saw Esther, the queen, standing in the court, that she obtained favor in his sight, and the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter. We know that God never answers yet. Did God have an answer? 100%. No doubt about it. God has orchestrated all of this in a beautiful masterpiece. From this moment on, the story progresses where Esther will eventually tell the king about Haman's plot. The king will eventually destroy Haman and the Jews are saved because of what Esther did. Trust that even when God is not giving you an answer, he still has an answer ready and waiting. And it might not be that you see it today. And it might not be after that day of fasting that God reveals it. However, that doesn't mean he doesn't have an answer coming. God clearly answered the prayers of Esther, Mordecai, and the people. But he did so without telling anyone he would. These people are living by complete faith in God, even when he was silent. I wrote this down and I'll finish this. God doesn't need to give you an answer to actually answer your prayer. (laughs) God does not need to give you an answer to actually answer your prayer. 
And that is exactly what happens in the story with Esther. God never, as far as we know, came to Esther and said, Esther, this is a good plan. Esther, this is exactly what I want you to do. Esther, here's the exact direction. The exact God never did that as far as we have in his word. Yet, was he still able to answer the prayer? 100% no doubt about it. In fact, God is so amazing, God can even answer the things we don't ask. In the when we ask the wrong way, God can still work that out. God's not answering. Now, here's the truth for us. I don't know where you're at this evening. Maybe there's some in here. Maybe it's right now. And maybe you've got some big decisions in life, and, and you've been begging God. And, and, and you know that's, a, that's what we're Christians are supposed to do, right? I don't know about you. I want to do God's will in my life, right? I, I, I look for that. I strive for that. I think we all do. That's why we're here in church tonight. We want to make and please our, our God. We want to live the life he wants. We want him to lead us. We want to be guided by him. We want that and desire that. And so much so that we plead with God and we beg with God. Say, God, please. And when God reveals it and gives us an answer just like that, it's great. However, sometimes, like in the entire story of Esther, entire story of Esther, it feels like God's not answering. When he doesn't answer, Remind yourself, he's still listening. He's still listening. Have a plan. Have a plan. Have a biblical, wise, prayed over, counseled plan. Be willing. Be willing. If God does come to you and God does answer your prayer, after even maybe you've started on the path that you've laid out, be willing to adjust and remember, even when you don't hear the answer, he still has it. He might just not have revealed it to you quite yet. Let's have a word of prayer. And then you got a couple minutes to head on to the next session here. Dear Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for the people. Lord, we thank you for the story of Esther. We ask that you would be with us the rest of our, our level up tonight. And I know Brother Malucci, I believe, is in here next. We just ask you to be with him as he is going to, from your word, God, give us wisdom and spiritual truth. And so I pray for him tonight. And I thank you, God, for all these wonderful people. And I don't know. I, I don't know if there's someone in the room tonight that may be. God, they're, they're looking for an answer from you. They're looking for an answer from you, Lord. I pray that if that's someone in here tonight, that God, you would help their faith. And that God, you would reveal it. And you would give the answer because we know you have it. And Lord, that you would just help them through it. Lord, there might be some t- young people tonight in the room. And, or some adults. And, and God, there's something coming down the road and we don't even know what it is. And God, in those moments, maybe you're going to be a little silent. Lord, I just ask that you'd grow each of our faith. And help us to trust and rely on you, even when it feels like you're not answering. God, we love you. I ask that you'd be with the rest of our level up tonight. In your precious name, Jesus, amen. Okay, you are dismissed to head on to the next next session. If you are not sure where you're going, you want to go somewhere, I will stand right here for two minutes. And you can come and find me. And I will be your tour guide around the property.